everyone. Amen. Amen. I want to take this opportunity and uh, thank you all for your participation and your hard work this past Sunday as we had the baptism. Amen. All those that participated and all those that were part of the team of assembly and putting together, I gladly appreciate yes. it from the bottom of my heart. You guys uh, did an excellent work and job, and yes. I just want to thank you. Amen. Amen. All right. Tonight, uh, I interrupted the prayer session to get into a, understand, a better understanding about fasting. Now, many of us have entered wholeheartedly the 21-day fast. Amen. Some of us haven't. We're fighting. Amen. But tonight I'm going to speak to you and give you biblical principles why it's important to fast. Okay? And the reason why God expects us to fast is not an option. Yes, Lord. It's a command. It's a demand by God. But first thing I want to clear this up. Fasting is not a weight loss program. So if you're coming into this fast to lose weight, God is going to cancel that fast. Okay? Fasting is to concentrate yourself to God. Amen? You're separating yourself for God. Now, many of us don't want to do the fast because we feel the need not to. But God has called everyone in this church, including from the children all the way to the adults, to a 21-day fast. Okay? Those 21 days of fasting, God expects of you to make it an official timing to spend time with Him. Okay? So the first thing that I want to say to specify what a fast is, a, a fast is getting closer to God. So write that down. A fast is renewing your connection with God. In other words, you're hungry for God. Now, many people might say, well, pastor, I come to church, I read the Bible, I pray, I do all that. But have you ever gotten to a state of mind where you became numb? That you just come to church just to come? And it is, te da lo mismo. What's being preached and what's not being preached? You're more focused on other things? Well, that's danger. Why is that danger? Because God is expecting each and every one of us to have a continuously relationship with Him. That's His expectation. His expectation is not what some of us are accustomed to. I pick you up Monday, I drop you off on Friday. In between those days, the rapture might happen. In between those days, death might come unexpectedly seeking you. So people have developed Sadly enough, an attitude towards God that is an attitude not of gratitude. And that's where you yourself become a pawn for the enemy. So you could be a Christian in denial of your state. And in the process of not knowing who you are, you can contaminate others with your bad attitudes, your bad habits. So many of us today have been called to this because God is knocking at our hearts. The root of the issue is not the mind. It's the heart. So the reason why God called this 21-day fast, the main reason was for forgiveness. 
God wants you to forgive and be forgiven. That's the reason why, that's one of the reasons why we are in this past. Now many of you are saying, but I, I forgive it. I'm all set. I don't, I don't need the need. You don't know what's in here until stuff hits the fan. Because tomorrow, the unexpected person that you haven't forgiven, that you forgot about in your memory box, but your heart hasn't forgotten, all of a sudden when you see, whoop, you get crispy. There. There's where God wants you. Why? Because every time that you have a door open, you give the enemy an opportunity to steal your blessing. Yes. Now, you might not think much of your blessing, but a blessing away from God is a consequence to our generation up to the fourth. So that means in the future, that disobedience could lead your child to rebel against God. And you see with your very own eyes what you didn't want to see. One sin, one sin leads to another sin. So we constantly got to examine ourselves and present ourselves before God daily. Now, during a 21-day fast, Mama. it allows you biblically to humble yourself. So while you're fasting for 21 days, biblically what you're doing is you're humbling yourself. Because you're giving your human right for the righteous right. What is your human right? To get up every day and do what you do. What is your righteous right? To do the things that you're supposed to be doing that you're not doing. The things that really give you results in life. And what are those results? The results of the things that you're dealing with that you can't put a finger to. That you say, pero por qué esto me molesta? But why this is going on? And what's this going on? When you fast, all of those things become irrelevant. Because now you're connected in the supernatural, and now you're operating under God, so those things to you don't bother you no more. Like, for example, your neighbor playing the music loud. That won't bother you no more. Because now you're in the spiritual realm, you could cancel the speakers. And before you know it, that's a U-Haul truck there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When you fast, what you're, what you're doing is, and this is very important that you understand this. When you're fast, you are giving God time back. What time? The time that you stole. Are you hearing me, church? When you fast, you are giving God time back. What time? The time you stole. The time that you were supposed to pray and fell asleep. Remember those days? You're giving it back through fasting. The time that he told you to do something, you didn't do it, you're going to do it through fasting. That's what fasting is. You're giving God time back that you stole. You spend hours playing video games when you should have been praying, reading the Bible. Now, don't get me wrong. We can do our hobbies, but our hobbies cannot become our life. Because if our hobbies become our life, then we become spiritually powerless in the kingdom of God. We can't rebuke a demon when a game. Are you hearing me? You cannot rebuke your attitudes on watching Oprah mm -hmm. Come on. or Dr. Phil. Yes. 
This is an eternal issue that we have, an internal issue. And God wants to deal with that. And the only way that God can deal with us in the, in the inner, it's through fasting. Because when you're fasting, you're humbling yourself and you're giving God time that you literally stole from him. Because if you think about it, we got 168 hours a week, 40 hours we get to work, and 54, and some of us get 60 back and sleeping, and the other times that we have, what do we do with that? Because many of us can examine ourselves by our attitudes. Our attitude speaks of the character of our heart. How is it possible that you are a woman or a man of God walking in righteousness and you're still freaking frustrated? The only reason why people express themselves like that, and I was one at one point, and God showed me this the other day. I, I was praying to God, and I said, God, show me, because I, I got a little upset. Because I get upset that every time I watch the new people blame God for shootings. People blame God for everything. Even the atheists blame God. The ones that don't believe, blame him. And I said to myself, how is it possible that everybody blames you? And God said to me, people sing about me, people write about me, people talk about me, people do all things in my name. But the reason why they're mad at me is because they don't know me. Because if you know me, you know what's better for you. The beginning of wisdom is the fear to the Lord. So because you don't know God, you could be like a... Uh, 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 Reverend Dennis was showing the other day. He said that when the people entered the inner courts, all they did was serve. You ever, you ever met people that that's all they're good for? Serving. Serving. But they never went inside the tabernacle. The ones that always served were the always, were always nine out of ten times the first ones that when stuff hit the fan, they started complaining against God. Because they got caught up in the works, but they didn't allow God to work in them. That's why many people leave the church and what they say. I did this for the church. I cooked chicken dinners. I killed the chicken. I plugged the chicken. I sanctified the chicken. I fried the chicken. I put the chicken in the oven. I, I did it all. But you never did it for God. That's why people leave church. The pastor said something. It wrote me the wrong way. Is the pastor God? The pastor's not God. The pastor is anointed by God. The reason why I rubbed you the wrong way is because you're not connected with God. Because when you're connected with God, they could call you a dead dog and it won't move you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen? So fasting is buying time back. Write that down. Fasting empowers you to fulfill God's calling in your life. The only way that you're going to be effective in your calling, each and every one has a calling. At one point or another, you're going to discover what your calling is. The only way that you're going to be able to function in the calling that God has given you is to fast. If you don't fast, you won't last. If you don't pray, you won't save. Amen. Amen? So this is the problem. How many of you have bank accounts? Raise your hands. All of us. Right? How many of you ever worked in a bank? Oh, you work in a bank? You work, okay, you work in a bank right now, recently, right? Don't you get mad when people come to the, to the bank fighting over an overdraft fee? 
They charged me $35. And you and your mind are saying, well, you should have kept track. This is what happens with God. Many people today go to God and they withdraw. But they don't make any deposits. How can you withdraw something that you're depositing? If you don't pray, you can't, you can't withdraw from the heaven. Demons are going to laugh at you. They're going to say, please, you ain't got no credit. You ain't got no spiritual credit. You've been watching Oprah all night. Go withdraw from Oprah. That's all it is. So you can't go to God and, and tell him to, uh, to give you, okay, something that you haven't earned. You know how you earn the kingdom rights? It's when you spend time in the kingdom. Yes. That's right. That's why prosperity messages have corrupted the church because in reality, in the kingdom of God, everybody prospers. It's called common wealth. Common wealth. It's common. <laughs> it, it, in the kingdom of God, there's no such thing as poverty. So automatically, you enter into prosperity. But the problem is that we focus on the material things and not on the spiritual thing. And that's where the issue is. That's why many of us are fed up and, and upset because we didn't get the job. We didn't get the car. We didn't get the house. We didn't get the children. We didn't get the favor. We didn't get all those things. But God is really looking at the picture. And this is what he's saying. He's saying, you didn't get these things because you didn't make any deposits. <coughs> Can I be real? How can God give you something that's going to get you away from him? There's people that say, God gave me this job. God gave me that job. How come you don't come to church? That's right. God gave me this car and, I, and he knows that I need two jobs to keep up with it. Was that really God? Or was that you? Oh, I asked God for a number. God doesn't work like that. Because when God gives you something, he doesn't negotiate with you. God is not a hustler. God ain't no pimp. When God gives you something, he gives it to you. He doesn't give it to you with strings attached. You take the blessing away from you because you choose to be foolish enough to fall into the things of the enemy. The enemy is only going to steal what you're ready to give him. Why, why does Satan have your children in your house? That ain't the pastor's fault. I don't live in your house. He knows my address, but he can't come in unless I give him access. Mm -hmm. Fasting equips you and makes you spiritually mature to not be ignorant mm -hmm. to the things that you are doing that causing the enemy to come in and steal your peace and everything else that God has given you. No, 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 not here, not here. But it first starts with you. And change only comes to those that want it. I want to lose weight with the donut. God called me to do this 21 day fast a month ago. You should have seen some of the people's faces. You want me to fast? I can't do that. Well, God can't do nothing for you. God don't move, you don't move because this is a relationship, this is not slavership. God ain't no slave of you. Right. You don't pop him in the trunk and pop him whatever you want. No, he'll pop you. Are you hearing what I'm saying?
So keep that in mind. Fasting empowers you to fulfill God's calling in your life. Now, fasting is a command, not an option. Let's go to Mark chapter 2, verse 20. Dave, if you could read it all out for me. Mark chapter 2, verse 20. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. But the days will come when the bridegroom have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Wait, but the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then they shall fast in those days. Jesus was saying, he was prophesying, one day I'm going to be taken away. But the bride is to what? Who's the bride? We are to what? Fast. So God expects you to fast. Now, I'm going to be speaking about four different kinds of biblical fastings that there is. So that way you don't get it twisted. Okay? Now, understand this. Fasting is only led by the Spirit. So don't yes. pick it up as, oh, I got out of 21-day fast. I'm going to jump in back into 21-day fast. No, there's things you got to take care of at home. You know what those things I'm talking about. So only be led. You shouldn't be fasting in times of trouble. Fasting should be part of your walk in God. So periodically, maybe once a month, twice a month, take out a day to fast. And we'll talk about that a little later. But what I'm saying is fasting is a command and it's, fasting is needed. Now, fasting is time of prayer. Write that down. Time of prayer. So what you want to do is the earlier you get up in the morning, the better it is to open up your day in prayer. So when you go into prayer, you're presenting yourself. So early in the morning, this is what I do. I present myself to the Lord. I'm in these 21 days fast. I'm not asking Him for anything. I'm presenting myself. Be, be easy with God. Because sometimes we go in there like the chipmunk. And God's like, please. You haven't been here for a minute. And you acting like you've been here for an hour. Please. Tone it down. When you go into the presence of God, think of it this way. Would your father receive you with a corrupted attitude or with a right attitude? Don't it get you mad when your kids have an attitude towards you and you haven't done anything to them? You don't say that. The first thing that comes into your mind is that cold stone. The first thing that comes into your mind is a cold, cold stick. Friendlies don't come to your mind. What comes to your mind? You know what comes to your mind. I rebuke that, but you know what comes to your mind. So we have to approach God like our Father. Respect God. Don't demand from God. And don't give God a time frame. God don't work like that. His will is going to happen. Don't sit there and say, in six months if you don't do nothing, guess what? Six months is going to go by and going to be in the same predicament. Who do you think you is talking to God like that? You are the God who said, let your will be done, Lord. Make, uh, allow me to be patient and understand that. I don't know if God, you don't give me this, if you don't give me that, if you don't give me that, please. Cancel. God ain't listening to that. Those are, those are uh, prayers in vain. God, Jesus rebuked those prayers. You know what I'm saying? In vain, they're, they're hollow. They, they have, they're just coming out of, out of you thinking that you're speaking to Pookie and Tuki across the street. You know how you speak to them. Don't speak to God like that. God knows you. There was a man 
True story. They challenged God. He said, oh, I'm going to meet you in the woods and I'm going to fight you tonight. God sent a mosquito killed him. Hmm. One mosquito bite. Bye-bye. Hmm. You don't impress God when you talk. And you don't bully God. Amen. During the time of prayer, we're taking out the earliest possible. So if you get up at 5, pray at that time. If you got to be at work at 5, you're going to get up at 4 or 3.30 if possible. And you're going to present yourself to God. Then at lunchtime, you're going to take out that time and you're going to pray. If you're at work, find a quiet place. No one needs to know that you're fasting. Don't tell no one. But around 12 o'clock or, or 11 o'clock, you don't have to tell nobody that you're hungry. You know, you eat something real quick and then you go pray or you listen to something. But the key word here is pray. Okay, because we're asking God for direction. And then 7 o'clock, you come together with your family. Okay, the children, everything's off. Instagram, Facebook, everything off. We, got, we want God's divine attention. Why is God asking us to forgive? We don't know who's going to walk in through those doors. I'm just saying. You don't know if your ex is going to walk in through those doors. You don't know if your mother-in-law is going to walk in through those doors. Woo! It got a little hot in here. Your father-in-law. Your ex, 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 ex. Yeah. <laughs> no, because we all have an ex. But then we all have an ex, 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 ex. That's the one we cancel and we say, I hope you die. I hope you broke my heart. You, made, you know, that, that, that person that you didn't forgive in 1995 is going to show up in the millennium. And you're going to say, all them, all them tapes I wrote to you and I sung to you, Brandy, and, and all of that, what happened? I thought you was And God said, that is what I want you to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Amen. Come on, give God a round of applause. Second, meditation. Meditation is being silent. After you're done talking, can you give God some time to speak to you? That's right. And this is how you practice medication. Oh. <laughs> That's a different class. <laughs> meditation. Meditation. Let's let's keep it in the same. I don't know what I was saying. Go ahead, Bobby. That's okay. Anyways, during that time of meditation is a time of. Be silent. Now, there's a difference between quiet and silent. Quiet is when somebody tells you to shut up, to stop making noise and making sounds. But in reality, you ain't up here. You're like, mm. <laughs> I say quiet, but in here you talking. <laughs> God is asking you to be. Uh, Psalms 46, can't remember the verse off the Be still and know that I am God. Yes, 46 10. 46.10, thank you. There, there comes a time in your life where you have to discipline yourself and understand what it means to be silent. In the silence, God will speak to you. And in the occasion that God is speaking to you, the first thing you're going to feel is peace. That's how you know God is in the room. You're not going to feel fear. God is not a Hitler or a dictator or any of God is a God of love. So he treats you and he ushers in his presence and he brings in peace. 
And in that peace, in that meditation, while you're meditating, now your thoughts are being cleared out. And guess who thoughts are coming in? So now you start seeing, oh, wait a minute, I can't be making this financial transaction. I can't be doing this. I can't be hooking up with so-and-so. I can't be. You, you get what I'm saying? Because now God is taking out all the junk because you created an atmosphere in your mind to silence yourself and allow him to come in. And now, in the midst of that, God starts to reveal to you. And nine out of ten times, God is not going to reveal to you what others are doing. God's going to reveal Hello? What you're doing. Because we like to go to the person that revealed to me. We're real to me. And I said, hold up. Before I deal with them, I want to deal with you. And, and you'd be surprised how much junk we got. You'd be surprised. So the time of meditation, it has doesn't have to be long. At least three minutes of being still. So it's your responsibility to find a place where you can meditate. You know where those places are. Because those are the places that 9 out of 10 times you're hiding something. Maybe in your closet. You know when those times are. My meditation time is in my car because nobody's in my car. I'm driving and sometimes I park the car and park away from everyone and I just meditate. I'm just quiet. I'm still. Sometimes I don't even know time. But I notice something. I'm starting to be spiritually detoxed. I don't feel crispy. I don't feel good. Amen? During the fasting, amen, you are to study and read the word. Now, reading the word is one thing and studying is another. Many people read the word, especially those that post it on Facebook. They just read it. They ain't studying it. Because study requires your attention. You can read that sign, Resurrection Center. But if I want to study that, it has to drive my what? My attention, my full attention has to be given so that I can study. So when you look at our logo, you actually see somebody prosper right there, praying. Look at that, you didn't even know that. Hidden in the mist. Amen, you like that, right? Pay attention to me. Forget about the logo. <laughs> so we want to read and we want to study the word. How do you study the word? Holy Spirit, teach me what I just read. He's the best teacher. When you don't know the Bible, you definitely want the Holy Spirit to lead you because there's a bunch of crazy people on YouTube teaching a bunch of craziness. Yes. Amen. And you were like, oh yeah, but they told me to tie this up to my underwear and hoop around the house and Kool-Aid's going to come out the fountain. I'm just being real. You get what I'm saying? Holy Spirit, teach me. Teach me. Be honest. Open up your heart and allow him to teach you. Trust me. Everything that I have learned, most of it has been through the Holy Spirit. Other has been from teachers, but not just any teachers. But you, they're new to this. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. And the second voice after the Holy Spirit should be your pastor. Okay? Don't be listening to stuff over there and then come contradicting stuff over here. Because you're not going to get the same results. Amen. Yes. Amen? Whatever they're teaching over there, go over there. If you want to go over there, go over there. Don't Amen. come here. Amen? And number four, 
worship. Yes. During this time of fasting, you're going to get rid of all the songs that feed your emotions. I'm struggling. I can't come in. No, 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 that God yes. wants you to, not the one that gives you goosebumps. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. I hear people all the time saying, oh, I can't take this no more. I can't, man, I take this life any day over that cross. What Jesus went through, what the disciples went through, skin alive, throwing it through lines and chopped head, hey, hey, oh no, I'm good. You're playing behind me. Uh-uh. So what you really ain't going through cannot compare to what the previous church went through. They were stoned. Stephen was stoned. And while he was stoned, he was seeing the glory of God. Try to do that to somebody right now. The first thing is they do, they duck, and then they pick it up and throw it against you. Oh, for real? You feeling like that? Me too. Amen. When you're fasting, okay, remember, you're going to be praying. There's going to be meditation, there's going to be study of the word, there's going to be reading, and there's going to be worship. Also team up with people that are fasting with you. Only the people that are fasting with you should know that you're fasting, no else. So at work or wherever you might be, people might offer you some food, you know, say, no, I'm not fasting. No, I'm on set. They don't need to know. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We don't want God to cancel the fast or the purpose of the fast. Amen. So, every time that God calls you to a fasting, always keep in mind that you're going to be led by the Spirit. Remember when Jesus came out of the baptism of waters? It said that he was led by the Spirit, where? Into the desert, and he fasted for how many days? And then his ministry began. If you don't fast, your ministry won't last. You think that what we do in here looks good and looks easy. Let me tell you something. You don't know the price that we got to pay. Praying for the people that come in here all kind of demon-possessed. demon You don't have no idea. You're going to rebuke a demon that you've been sleeping with. Demons know what you're up to. They, they don't sleep. They, they creep on the window there. Ooh! Gran Turismo! Woo -woo! Woo -woo! CJ running down the street. And you gonna come here and rebuke me? Man, please. I'll hit you with that joystick. That's what they say. They know what's up. Amen? Now, the reason behind fasting. The reason behind fasting is purpose. And we have to understand that there are seasons in your life that the enemy is going to try to attack or is planning an attack. And if you are not allowing the spirit to lead you, you can fall a victim. That could be your last season. That's why there's a lot of people astray. They, they have left the church. Why? Because they forgot. You know, it's taboo to fast now in church. It's taboo to have vigils. It's taboo to speak in, in, in tongues. That's forbidden in churches today. Now, you worship, oh, 30 minutes of, yeah, you know, God loves you, and, and keep going. And the 
devil laughing. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear some of these preachers talking about nonsense. Who cares that you were shopping at Walmart? For real. You might want to hear about your little coupon sale. We want to hear word of God. Amen. So keep that in mind. There's a purpose behind that. And, 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 and you want to fast for purpose, times of trouble, and most definitely overall relationship. Fasting allows your relationship with God to excel. The more you fast, the more you get to know Him. Amen. It's called personal encounter. Okay? You can hear me talk about God, but when God talks to you, no one can take that away from you. That's why people today, the pastor is God. The pastor don't come. The people go straight. Hello. When did the pastor become God? I hear people saying, they were saying this pastor was saying, you know, I fell in love with this pastor so much that I had a picture of him in the nightstand. I said, oh, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's download stuff. <laughs> I don't want Pastor Manny of my picture on your nightstand. There's something wrong with you. The apostles are mine. No, she don't. <laughs> Come on, give God a round of applause. Make sure you have Jesus on your nightstand. Nice Amen. Okay. Now, uh, Matthew 17, verse 21. Quickly, whoever has it. Matthew chapter 17, 21. Mateo capítulo, 20, uh, capítulo 17, versículo 21. Albeit this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Okay, so there was a situation where Jesus' disciples were trying to cast out a demon from this kid that was being possessed. And then the scripture illustrated that this kid has seizures. Amen? And, and the seizures will take this kid, the demons will allow, will take this kid to run into the fire, toss and turn, and harm himself. So the disciples went to rebuke the demon, but they couldn't. Jesus got upset rebuked the demon, and then later on the disciples asked Jesus, yo, how come you were able to cast out that demon and we couldn't? And he said, because this kind cannot come out unless new level, new devil. Right? So as you're going up, don't focus on the devils. Focus on the authority that God has given you for the next level. That's right. So he said this time, there are certain demons, there are certain people that are possessed that your little chopstick prayers ain't going to take them out. That's right. You don't want to find yourself in a predicament that you go to rebuke a demon <coughs> and the demon slap you the heck up. Telling you the truth. This happened to a relative friend of mine. I mean a relative. Not a, a, a relative. Um, he, he, he played with God a lot. But he was part of the leadership at church. So on a specific when, uh, Bible study night, a man showed up to the church and said, I want to see the pastor. He said, you can't see the pastor. He said, I need to see the pastor. I need to talk to him. And the guy... Kept being persistent, insistent, and then the, the pastor all the rock and said, what's going on? He said, I came here to talk to you. 
And you could tell that the man was influenced by something. The man looked at the pastor mm-hmm. and said, I know you. And then he looked at my relative friend, I mean my relative, and he said to him, but I don't know you. We're talking about the keyboard, the musician at the church, yeah. and the demon revealed who he was. He said, I don't know you because you're not on the same realm. I know the pastor because he's connected with God, but I don't know you because we sleep with you. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? You're one of us. Well, because the demons know the men and women of God. Anybody else that's outside to them is just another, I don't know, you're just one of us. That's sad. Be careful. Amen? So this kind only comes out with what? Prayer and fasting. Fasting helps us break bondages of wickedness. It also helps us take out heavy burdens. It empowers us to break everyday yokes. Everyday yokes. What are everyday yokes? The afflictions of life. A yoke can be a car payment. A yoke can be a mortgage. A yoke can be your, your, your employee. A yoke can be your neighbor. A yoke, for some of you, could be your husband or your wife. Don't look to the side, please. I don't want no problems. <laughs> Got security up in this place. A yoke can be you. How can you overcome if you're not fasting? Fasting gives you the ability to come out of that state that you're currently in. You, you ever seen those those Snicker commercials? You're not yourself when you're hungry. When you're not yourself, when you don't have the word of God. So every time you think about that Snickers commercial, remember that image right there. So when you see your brother and your sister acting, I'll be like, you're not like you. You must be hungry. Give them the word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I can do all things through Jesus Christ. Thank you. Hallelujah. Oh, what's been going on? <laughs> Amen. Let's move on. Okay. There's four different kinds of fasts. The first fast that some of you are not aware of is called a full fast, which is only drinking liquids. Okay? When God calls you to those kinds of full fast, that means a whole day or a couple of days, and all you're doing is drinking nothing but liquids. You ain't eating nothing. And trust me, if God would have told me that, half of you would have walked out on me. <laughs> Amen? The, the second fasting that is in the Bible is called partial fasting which is from 6 a.m. to, to 3.30 or 12 p.m. noon, depending on what time zone are you in. And then there's the Daniel fast. Now, this one is a little tricky for some of you because we are on a 21-day fast, but we did this fast partial in the sense of when it came down to certain foods because I know some of you are not used to fasting and we're trying to encourage you to fast. But the real Daniel fast is no meats, no sweets, no bread, Drinking water, fruits, and vegetables. Y'all would have passed out on me. But God allowed us to do the 21 days with partial foods. So we're, we're incorporating chicken, turkey, and fish. Okay? But there's going to come a time in this church that God's going to call us all to 21-day fasting. And that means no meat, 
No sugar, no bread. Okay, even though we're not doing bread. Okay, if you are fasting and you're and, 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 and you're not cooking and you're going to a restaurant, you can go to a restaurant. You just gotta look at the menu. And make sure that what you're going to order is compatible to the fast. Now, if you order something, you're aware of it, it's against the fast, then that's on you. But if you're not aware of it, then that's not on you. Amen? So always ask. Amen? Yes. Don't feel don't feel bad to text me from time to time. Hey, Pastor, get out of this, okay? Amen? All right. And the next and the last fast is the fourth fast, which is the Esther fast. And that fast, there's no drinking water and there's no eating food. For three days. Days. I remember when we did that, and I didn't even want to look at nobody. <laughs> my head was burning. My eyes was red. My I, I lost all. Oh man, I, nothing was coming out of my body, and nothing was going in my body. I was a mess. Of it was the three of us, and 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 the and the apostles, apostle Lourdes, yeah, had called us and. Once, once the pastor or the apostle said that God said, "Hey, you got to roll with it," and I said, "Dang, on a Friday, on a Friday, are you kidding me? The ribs I got in the in the fringe, the ribs is talking to me. I just bought me some new Kool Aid." So those are the four fasts. Amen. All right. While we're fasting, we're supposed to what? Present ourselves every morning. We're not going to complain. Our, our, our praying, fasting prayers are different than our normal prayers. We're presenting ourselves. God, I'm here. Our Father that's in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You do the prayer and then you go in. And you present yourself. Amen? You begin... Before you get into a 21-day fast, God will always let you know ahead of time. Okay? So what you want to do for next time is start withdrawing before the fast comes. So while you're fasting, you don't want to have a brunch for breakfast. You want to have a small <coughs> breakfast. For me, I'll have a cup of water, some tea, and a small and a little bit of oatmeal. That holds me. If I feel that I'm getting a little dizzy, I'll throw in a banana, peanut butter, some protein. You know what I'm saying? But as the days go by, you're going to notice you're going to feel much better. Like, I don't have a caffeine headache. I feel good. Do I look like I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning? Praise God for fasting. Amen? During that time of fasting, you're going to limit media. That means social media or everything that has to do with media because you are fasting. So you could log on the news at the end of the day. I'll go into WW22 and see what's going on. But I don't feed into it. Everybody's been talking about the games at work. Oh, did you see a team one? I have no idea. Because I have completely gotten away from everything that's going on to spend time with God. So you want to limit the media time. All media, including video games. No video games during the 21-day fast. We shouldn't even be playing. We don't have time to play. 
You got time to pray. You get what I'm saying? So during the fast, you limit the media. You limit the games. You eliminate social media. You shouldn't be on Instagram. You shouldn't be on none of those things. Unless you're posting something for God or you're promoting the church, things of that nature. But other than that, get off of it. And I mean it. Get off of it. This is time with God. Because we don't want any image or any comment that someone's going to interrupt your fast. Hello? Okay? Now, what do you fill in that time with? Audio Bible? Worship music? Christian films? You ain't going to be watching Boys in the Hood. How Stella got her groove back. You're not going to be watching that. You're going to watch based Christian films. Documentaries. Fill in those times. There's a lot of movies that you got to start watching that you haven't watched in a while. Amen. You'll be watching Batman and Robin. You'll be watching David and Goliath. Amen. So fill in that time with that worship music. One of the things that we're doing is leaving the music at home on. Setting the atmosphere. Setting the tone. Worship music. At a, in the car, you, you know, you're fasting. I'm, I'm in the zone. I'm in the mindset. You know, I, I want to connect with God. You want to know as the days go by, that becomes a part of you. Now, during those 21 day fasting, there's for married couples who are here, there's no intimacy. You know what I mean? I don't want to get into graphic details. The children are here. No. And maybe post stores closed. 21 days. Meet me after. Amen? So why? Because that can interrupt God's timing. You have to purify yourself. You have to present yourself. God, I'm giving you everything, including my intimacy. Amen? Okay. The goal, to create an environment that is completely sanctified. Okay? So during the time of fasting, it is your responsibility to create that atmosphere. So if you know that you have been invited to places, that the crowd is going to be a little rowdy, you can go, but excuse yourself early. Okay? If it's somebody's birthday or picnic, you just go, grab a piece of watermelon, they're going to know that you, they don't think you're a vegetarian or vegan. You okay, you're all good here. But you want to limit. Hey, yeah, I got to get going. They don't need to know why you got to get going. You know why you can't go. Amen? So you want to limit that. Amen? Create an environment of sanctification. Amen? Do not tell no one or let anyone know that you're fasting. Okay? So during this time, the only people that should know that you're fasting... Is if you're married to your wife, your your husband, and your children, so that way they respect, and they should join you as well. Amen. Get them, get them on the move. Amen. But anyone else at work, they offer you a cup of look. We come back to work, they have burgers and hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you gotta be kidding me. The next day they bring they they bring a long table full of donuts. These devils. <laughs> they give me free donuts. During the fast. Ah! 
I, I, where, where did I go today? They were giving some crackers with, with something on. Oh, big Y. I, I went to buy something. They were giving, you know how you go to Costco and they give the little thing? They were doing that Big Y. You know they don't do that Big Y. And I said, the devil's a liar. And I looked at that cracker twice. <laughs> said, nobody see me, right? <laughs> I just looked at <laughs> All right, so we close with this. Fasting is a divine appointment with God. Yes, yes. Okay? You don't know right now why he's calling you to fast. But keep this in mind. It's for the best of you. Yes. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying? Yes. It's for your best interest. We don't know after these 21 days what we're going to be walking into. Maybe you're going to walk into that biggest blessing that you've been waiting for. Maybe you've been waiting for a child. And God was waiting for the 21 days to be completed. Next thing you know, boom, the baby's sleeping in your womb. Yes. Or or the blessing's being released. There's a reason why God is calling us for a fasting. Yes. Remember forgiveness? We are to fast and pray for the state of Israel. Why? Israel is the clock of prophecy. Whatever happens in Israel affects the world, believe it or not. And third, pray for the state of the church, that God will unite us. Let us stop this nonsense. You go to that church, I go to that church, this church is better. No, we brothers and sisters in Christ, when we go to heaven, we ain't going to get a shot. I ain't going to go up there, yeah, yo, yo, what's up? Resurrection Center, representing up in Jesus, you know what I'm saying? What are you doing? Because that's the way we treat church. Like, yo, I go to this church. I go to the church of, of bread. I go to church of oh, this one. Please. Please. God, we all in the same body. We all going to heaven. You get what I'm saying? Don't make your church out to look like it's the best church. Because God can glorify himself across the street. God can grab somebody and take a pulpit and start preaching out there and get out there about 10,000 souls to give their lives. You know what I'm saying? But we limit. You see these churches, they're driving me nuts. They're marketing themselves like Spring and T-Mobile. Like, come here and I'm going to get the best land. Like, you're going to get the best land in heaven. I thought there was only one way to heaven. You go to these other churches, it's the only way to heaven. For real? I didn't know that. What's the payment plan? But y'all fall for that. I mean, not y'all. But the majority of people fall for that because they don't study. You are supposed to be in the church that rubs you the wrong way. <laughs> the church where the pastor gets on your nerves. I remember one of, one of our, our newest members here. When I said coffee, she said, the first thing she held was a chest. No coffee? No coffee? I, I, I thought I had to jump on this person and start <laughs> you good? okay how many of you enjoy yourself tonight? Amen. Amen. how many of you want the audio recording of this tonight? Yes. Amen. Yes. Dave is going to make that available. Check out yes. Resurrection Center Radio. Amen. We're on the radio now. We got a website. It's on the radio. Dave could give us more information about that when we close tonight. But every message, everything that we're saying here in the Resurrection Center, believe me when I tell you this, 
They're even hearing it in Europe. Yes. This radio station that God has uh, gifted Dave to open up has allowed us to go all the way to Europe and all, even Japan. Oh, oh, one percent is catching in Japan. So, so we're international, baby. Yeah. <laughs> international. Hold on, before they hear me on the radio, holla at your boy. Want to send a shout out, you know, to my moms. <laughs> when we used to call the radio station when we were growing up, yeah, yo, you know what I want to say? I want to send a shout out to my moms, my dad. They cut you off by the third person. <laughs> All right, let's get serious. So, these 21 days of fasting. Let us, God, work with our heart. Let's forgive, man. God, I forgive those who hurt me. And I ask you to forgive me for the people I have hurt, including you. Get your heart right, amen? The right thermostat on, amen? So with that being said, I'm going to ask my apostle to come up here. I know he always got something nice to say. Yes, yes. Amen? Yes. God bless you. Love you How many enjoy the class tonight? I had an experience last Wednesday in Puerto Rico. Uh, Thursday. Of, uh, last Thursday. That is aligned to what the pastor was preaching today. That, that, that kind will not come out. Uh, pay attention over here. That kind doesn't come out unless it's uh, prayer and fasting. And one of the things that I've been praying for in these days, and that God has been directing my heart, that God wants to do big things with us. But there's stop, something that is stopping that from happening. In order for him to do what he has to do in us. And it's your heart. And it's your relationship. This month is a prophetic month. It's a very important month. It's, it's the month that marks everything that's going to happen from this day forward on to 2020. In, in September uh, 29, we enter into the 5,080. Year calendar for the for the for Israel, which is the right calendar because it's God's calendar. Now, pay pay mind to this. Why is it important that what we're speaking today? This month establishes years of enlightenment. Year to enlighten. A year of acceleration. And a year of empowerment. But it's also the year of preparation for the final run. Uh, hear, hear me clearly. The final run. 
That's why it's very important that we fast. And it's very important that we connect ourselves with God. Everything that the pastor spoke tonight, it's key. But if your heart is not aligned to what God is speaking, nothing's going to take place. Thursday, last Thursday, I was in Puerto Rico preaching. In the church there was apostles. Uh, eyes over here, please. Uh, there was pa apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers. They 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 did a, they had a meeting. And they congregated all the ministries together. And they took me. And they called it a night of miracles. And the people went because God had done a miracle in my life. They wanted for, for them to receive a miracle. So the first thing I said, you came with the wrong motives. Because you came so that God can do a miracle in you because he did it in me. You don't, you, you don't come to church just because the pastor's here. You come to church because you have a commitment with God. I'm going to make the story short. I was going to preach. I prepare myself to preach. I, I, I fast and I pray to preach. And when I got in front of the congregation, my mind was blocked. Yo no podía leer. I couldn't read. Yo no podía I couldn't meditate. Yo I had to close my study. And Yael will look at me will like, what's going on? Because he, uh, the day before I preached, I had to get down from, from the altar to talk to the people. And I began to minister. Yo nunca había fluido tanto en un don profético. I never have flown in a, uh, a, a, a divine calling. Como ese día. Like that day, a prophetic like that day. And the first thing God had to heal was the leaders of the congregation. When the leaders are sick, then the 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 the, the anointing cannot flow. Are you hearing me? If you're sick the, as a leader, the the anointing from here cannot flow. So I had to call all the ministers up. To, so they could be healed because they were there but they were at war with each other there, there was tension between all of them all the way to the end I close with this once they align themselves they all start hugging each other as each other forgiveness then the anointing came out. And the glory came upon the house. I didn't have to do nothing. I was up here. God did it all. But in that movement, people began to get healed without me touching them. Demons started coming out. Uh, a girl they wanted to commit suicide. She was demonized like you have no idea. I prayed for her and she started yelling. She started screaming and 
tossing herself around the church. The apostle that was there, he would lay hands on her. The evangelist, everybody lay hands on her. Everyone. And when I saw that scene, I said, the devil knows you. But if you have a relationship with God, I got close to the young girl because it was a scandal. Everybody screaming. And I got close to the young girl and I said, I said, I declare you free. Nothing else. And the show was over. Why do I tell you this? What gives you power it's when you fast and when you have a relationship with God. Many of you are struggling with your own personal lives. You want to be free from all those things. Fast and pray to God and connect with God. The most thing that impressed me the most that day. That after I, before I prayed for the people. The problems that we have. Is that we call the people to the front. We lay hands on them. But we don't identify what they're carrying. And I said to myself that day. Because I had the anointing of the prophetic on me. I said, I'm going to identify what you care. And I started asking the people. What's your problem? I have the desire to commit suicide. I have a low self-esteem. They declare cancer over me. The, the, the doctors combine that with medicine. Those are demons. They are tormenting people. I said the other day, when you carry the image of God, how many carry the image of God? If you carry the image of God, the devil cannot be in you. Well, the sickness can be in you. Everything that you accept becomes part of you. You don't change because you choose not to change. My, my wife was telling me, God wants to do miracles. God wants to do miracles. And I said, God wants to do miracles. But do the people really want it? I want change in my life. In our relationship, in our ministry, in our children. I have to promote that. Sitting at home watching TV ain't going to happen. I watch television. But I take out my time with God. I take out my time to, to have intimacy with God. I get up early in the morning and pray. He gets up early in the morning to pray. But we have to create a prayer, a style of life. I said a style of life. When you have a style of life praying, every thought that comes into your mind, the tower of control up here, the same tower that is going cancels them. When a negative thought comes into your mind, it's because you left the door open. 
and you forgot to do something for God. So vamos a tomar esta, este día que, que el pastor dedicó para ayunar. We're going to take these days that the pastor has ordained to be fasting. Dile a Dios que te revele. And ask God to reveal to you. Su palabra. His word. Al Espíritu Santo que te enseñe. The Holy Spirit to teach you. Orar. To pray. Hablar con Dios. Is to talk to God. No, the pastor and, 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 the, and, and the apostle speak well. Speak to God according to the way that you know that you should be speaking. We're in a very prophetic, powerful time. This is, this is a very important month for many people. And it's a month that God is going to be releasing things. But we have to be ready. But we have to be ready. Yo quiero estar listo. Yo quiero, I want to be ready. Me? Right. 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 And I know time is so I'm going to be quick. Yo envío un mensaje hoy a los hijos del ministerio. I sent a message out to the ministers of the uh, mini yeah. of our ministry, yeah. our children of our ministry. I had no idea that you guys were fasting for 21 days. But when we went to Puerto Rico, we went through a lot. The atmosphere was so, so heavy. I, I only attended church only twice. Then I was sick in my stomach. And I could feel every oppression that was going on spiritually. I asked uh, my son's spiritual son, Jael, to play the shofar. I said, if you don't sound that shofar every single day, then I'm going to take mine. Because we're in a timing of change. Yes. We're in a time of change. We're in a season of change. Again, I spoke to him yesterday. I send them every day the word that I'm sending all the prophets who are blowing the shofars every day. Por la importancia que es todo este tiempo. For the importance that it's during this whole time. Le digo ayer a él. I told him yesterday. El 21 de septiembre va a haber un cambio bien grande. The 21st of September there's going to be a huge change. Ahora escuchen bien. Now listen carefully. Hoy recibo un mensaje. Today I received a text message. Y el mensaje. And the message says. Es de. ¿Cuántos conocen aquí Six Flags? How many know Six Flags here? Yes. Okay. The message says the following. Fright Fest. Mumbai is presented, which is the Snickers candy. Returns with a vengeance this fall. You can face your first years of the season on September 21st. Wow. As we unleash the terror for our biggest event mm -hmm. ever. Come early to enjoy trips and treats designed for the entire family. And stick around after six as screens ring from dark coast arrive and surprise zombie attacks. Listen to this now. Don't miss opening weekend for our largest and scariest fright fest. The fear will haunt you every weekend. Mm -hmm. And select bonus days until October 27th, although the nightmares will last a lifetime. Mm -hmm. 
Now, do you know what happens on September 21st? September 21st is declared the peaceful international day around the world. You may look that up. Okay? Around the world. And how it is that the Lord is working to get everybody connected with fasting when something has been declared for peace, the enemy is twisting it and using his people on that same day to do other things. And we are getting closer to the month of October, which you know what takes place. So what this teaches us, church, is that the Lord is preparing his church. Now, after listening to the wonderful teaching that the pastor brought tonight, all I'm going to ask you is this. Do not go into a fasting and listen carefully. Do not go into a fasting if it is not in your heart. Whether the pastor calls it out or we call it out, if it's not in your heart, I tell you some prophecies of God. Do not do it. As stuff is not going to do anything for you. You have to yield. When, when, when you fast, you have to yield to the Holy Spirit. That's right. And as pastor, I call it out to be, to do a fasting of gratitude. What does it say? Um, it says, it's uh, from the United Nations, International mm -hmm. Day of Peace. The International Day of Peace, sometimes unofficially known as World Peace Day, is a United Nations sanctioned holiday observed annually on 21 September. Um, so it'll be 21 September this year, and it's Until a that. worldwide event. Thank you. You see what I'm talking about? So as I was saying, Pastor Paul the Ford, gratitude. What's the fasting? Uh -huh. Forgiveness. For forgiveness. But when you do forgiveness, you have to do also gratefulness. You have to be grateful for what the Lord does. But amongst the whole thing of fasting is ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to yield to Him. How to yield to his presence. And that really, for you to do a 21-day fast, whether you do three hours, six hours, nine hours, 12 hours, the whole 24 hours, is like, Father, there has to be a change in me. Yes, oh, amen. And let him not say, please, I don't want to keep on being the way that I am. We have to examine ourselves. Because a change, a transformation has to take place. You cannot do a fasting and for not a change of a better not to take place. Something has to happen. Amen? Amen. And all together, I don't know when your fasting is going to be off, but the 21st, I'm calling out for the church, everybody to do a fast. I'm not going to give you time, huh? 8 to the 28th. That you guys are going to be? But the 21st, as long as you can hold the fast, Carry on. But then the ministers, we're going to be decreeing, declaring, breaking, because we're going to do warfare against the enemy. I am determined to take what the Lord has given us. Yes, I am yes, sick inside yes. of the enemy, robbing, putting sickness upon the church, having the church be in slumber, having the church being cold, nothing happening with the children, nothing taking place with the youth. I'm calling and I'm seeing things as they are. And I'm not going to pamper anyone. As much as I love you, but because I love you in your singularity, I'm going to tell you what is wrong, what needs to be put in order. That's right. Otherwise, if we as ministers do not do it, thank you. 
Amen? Amen. The same way we will pat your shoulder and say, great, keep on doing it. And we'll give you that word of counsel. We'll give you that word of lifting you up. But the same we are called by God to say what is really happening and taking place that is wrong because the church has to be united, has to be together. And we are here to instruct the body of Christ so we can grow and we can expand so our homes can be better. So the peace of God can really be inside of us. So it won't be no turmoils, no pushing, no, no holding grudges, no, no, no relationships or anything against anybody. But that the love of Christ to really be in our hearts. And we do what we are supposed to be doing. We're not called to be only here in this place, surrounded by these walls and just praising God or whatever. No, we are called to go outside these parameters. We are called to do more than what we're doing till now. Amen? Amen. I bless you all. Thank you. Amen. And with that being said, uh, we're going to be collecting our tithes and our offering this Sunday. Please. Invite your neighbor.